conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion... Folks, welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast that's just about a bunch of idiots doing stupid shit and dying. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is Anna Otto. Anna, how are you? I'm good, Dan. I'm a lot better than I was last week because I don't have COVID anymore. Hey! <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I also don't have COVID, at least that I know Slay. of. Knock on wood. Um, Slay. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm regular. I oh Jimmy regular would be my proud. Bowels. Um, I rejoined Orange Theory, the <gasps> gym for uh, wide Wealthy, moms, skinny with, white people with big shoulders. Yes, how is it? Uh, it's the same as when I left. Man, I liked it. I wish it had been cheaper because I definitely would have stuck with it. Yeah, it's really expensive, but I think part of the reason. It gets me to go is because I've uh, compared to a regular gym where it's like 30 bucks a month. I'm like, eh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then with how expensive it's like, no, I'm really wasting money if I don't go. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a benchmark today of a 12 minute run. See how far you can get. I bet um, you did a good job. Thank you. Your bet is right. 1.84 miles in 12 mm-hmm. minutes. But that's mm-hmm. not... That is not transferable to the real world. I run so much faster on a treadmill than I do in real life because I'm not propelling myself. I'm just bouncing up oh. and down. That's true. That's true. But you know what? That's still pretty good. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm here to gas you up today. Gas me up. Fill me mm-hmm. Fill me with some nitrous. I will. Set me up above a college football game. I'll be the blimp. Mmm. Sounds fun. Mm, probably cold. Probably. Anyway, <laughs> movie that we're talking about today is Bird After Reading. Mm-hmm. Directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, produced by, you'll never guess, Joel and Ethan Cohen. Shocked. Starring George Clooney, Francis McDormand, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, Brad Pitt, and J.K. Simmons popping up there. Slay King. We love J.K. Simmons. Released on September 12th, 2008, one day after the seventh anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That is with, correct. It's not technically wrong. With a budget of $37 million, this basically small black comedy... Made $163 million at the box office, which seems absurd today that it made that much. Yeah, because I, I definitely have heard of it in the past, but I'd never watched it before. So, like, mm-hmm. it, it's made it to my radar, which is a big That's deal. That's big. That's really mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Not much gets there. No. You have to be really good. You have a very faulty radar. My radar is so broken. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 70 per, 78% approval rating. 
uh, saying, With Burn After Reading, the Coen brothers have crafted another clever comedy thriller with an outlandish plot and memorable characters. At the 2008 Academy Awards, it was nominated for nothing. Oh, that hope you're hungry for nothing. However, at the 2009 AARP Movies for Grownups Awards, it was nominated for Best Actress for Frances McDormand, Best Supporting Actor for John Malkovich, and Best Screenwriter for Joel and Ethan Cohen. It lost I, all of them. I am so tired. Oh, I, there's Movies for Grownups? The AARP Movies for Grownups Awards. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wanted they to make sure I heard that correctly. Broadcast yearly on PBS. Mm. Okay. Uh, this most recent ceremony, best picture, went to Top Gun Maverick. Uh, what's that song by Lady Gaga? What's that? I don't know the words. I just have to disagree with basically all of their awards oh. because it did. They did not give the most movie for the most grown-ups any award and mm-hmm. that is tar tar went home awardless i don't know what to say dan i'm shocked just shocked i mean no country for old men also went home awardless in 2008 no so i don't even know i just <laughs> i don't even watch adult movies you want to know what i saw after you don't I was watch adult movies quarantine? no you want to know what you don't watch adult movies I heard you. I'm I'm pressing on. I have a story to tell you when we're off the podcast. Um, I'm doing this. All these that sounds so bad, but hear. it's it's about somebody at my work, and I don't want to embarrass them. Okay, uh, fine. It's funny though. Um, so you want to know what movie Gage and I saw this weekend to celebrate our emancipation from our own house? Let me think. Uh, was it in theaters? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Marvels. No, uh, more cringe. More cringe. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yes. <laughs> I am in my Five Nights at Freddy's era. I am insufferable. Okay. Um, Dan, we were seated in a mostly empty theater and this teenage couple sat next to us. And all they oh, did yes. was talk and make out the whole time. Oh. And I leaned over and shushed them because I am an adult. <laughs> yes, you really are. And I hope they... <laughs> Gave you the middle finger and kept they making out. They were very shy and scared, but they did keep making out. Good. I literally said, I was lamenting about this to my coworkers. I said, who can afford that? Who right? can afford to go Maybe to the theaters and make members. out these days? Or whatever Maybe. the Marcus A-list is if you went to a Marcus theater. Greg's pals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Greg's pal. I do too. He didn't respond to my wedding invite. So I think oh, he's my Greg. Gregamy. No. I know. He's I running a contest it. right now. You can be in the commercials. I might have to enter. <gasps> gotta move back. Mm-hmm. I gotta be. Welcome. Yes. Um, Greggy M. I normally, when people tell me about bad movie theater experiences, I'm like, I don't experience that. It's I go to the movies in the middle of the day on a Tuesday. So. Well, see, we went at 6.15 on a Sunday. That's our fault. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. But. And it was also our fault for seeing a PG-13 movie at that time. Yes. You gotta but go during I loved a Packers it. game. I know. I loved it, though. It was a great movie. I'm And happy. I, like I said, 
I'm really into Five Nights at Freddy's. So I'm never gonna watch it, but I'm very happy for you. Unless we you do would it, hate. Oh, unless we do it for the podcast. It's not that scary. You would hate the video game more because it's all jump scares. Mm. I get jump scared while playing Tetris. Yeah, you would. You would hate it. Um, but I had one negative theater going experience mm-hmm. uh, at Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, so this was recent. This was recent. We saw it at like 6 p.m. on a Sunday uh, in Okay, Santa so Monica. similar time as me. Similar time a, as my Five Nights at Freddy's. It was opening weekend, packed theater. Oh, okay. Um, the guy next to me for the mm-hmm. first, this is a three and a half hour movie. For the first really hour nervous. of it, he was actively on his phone. That was the sound of me slapping the table, everyone, because that is a pet peeve. My phone is off. Mm-hmm. Do not try to contact me during a movie. I had to text my mother. If you can't reach me, it's because I'm in a movie because I didn't want to come out to five. Hello, where are you? Texts like yeah. I usually do. Yeah. If, don't if you want to be on your phone, go stand in the hallway. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The um, teens were also on their phone for the record. Mm-hmm. That's not surprising. But then like mm-hmm. he and his girlfriend, partner, whatever, were then like. His, yeah. Yeah. His bow. I was going to say his like movie going accompanier. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Forget it. She seemed like she was they She wanted to see the movie and he was dragged along. Um, oh, Should have left him home. Yeah. And then for like another hour, he's like watching it and like shifting around in his seat. And then at the end, he just leaves his trash on the seat. Not on the seat, just like on the ground. <laughs> and because he had pissed me off, I went, are you going to take your trash? Slay. Uh, and he went, he, I also learned he was British at this point. Uh, it's a cinema. You don't need to. And I was like, what the? Yes, you do. It's still kind to take your trash. I took Their my job empty is to cup sweep my... up. It's not to yeah. be your maid. No, I took my empty cup and put it in the trash and said thank you to the teen who was coming into the theater to clean afterwards. That's what you do. Yes. I said, so, thank you, teen. You said, thank you, teen? No, I said, and thank you. And then patted their little head. <laughs> yeah. No, he was taller than me. I could not do that. <laughs> um, so then I took his trash, too. Oh, Dan, you're good. But not good all egg. of his trash, because he walked out before me. Oh, I was calling Period. him trash. Thank you. The kids next to me left an entire large popcorn one kernel maybe was eaten out of it. I was like, are you kidding? They spent Did like, your mom? so much money to just make out, which yeah, and sure. That's whisper. basically high school, but P- true. <laughs> that's what I literally, I was complaining about it to my coworkers and they're like, and you're going to sit here and tell me you didn't go to the movies and make out in high school. It's like, that's besides the point. Movies were cheaper <laughs> then. I will say I'd never went to the movies and made out. I have never gone to the movies and made out. I care too much about the movies that I'm going to see. I, yeah. I mean, like, I never went to the movies to make out what maybe a kiss was exchanged. I did get scolded once in the movies for commenting too loudly on on Taylor Lautner being hot during Twilight. Okay, fair. Yeah. But that's it? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Anyway, Burn After Reading. I assume this is the first time you watched this. Yeah, because like I said, I'd heard of it, but it had never really been on my radar before. Yes. Mm-hmm. What'd you How think? About you? Um, 
Ooh, that's a qualified um. I saw a lot of myself again in um some of the characters. Okay. Because I too would not know what to do if I had stumbled upon a classified document. I would not be sneaking into people's homes. Mm-hmm. And I probably would not be holding it for ransom, but you know. Okay. Some of the some of Gage and I were talking, we were watching it together, and he was like, You and your work friends <laughs> have a similar, like less um goofy, but similar relationship to Brad Pitt and um Francis McDormand. Francis McDormand, thank you. My brain was saying Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know what was happening. They're very similar. I get them confused all the time. <laughs> uh, both but like multi-time that, Oscar winners, both married to Joel Cohen. You know. Yes. But you know, like I can see a lot of myself in the goofy characters, I feel like mm-hmm. often. Because I'm I'm a goofy person. Yes. But I'm not stupid. I just you know, <laughs> goofy. I saw myself in almost all of the char- main characters, except for Francis McDormand, because I'm like, I don't want surgical work on my body. This body is me too. all natural. That's what um, I said. I was like, she is serving look after look. And by she, I yeah. mean me. <laughs> <laughs> but so. I saw, like, uh, I saw Brad Pitt riding a bicycle. Oh, he's so mean. That was you through and through. The bicycle, yes. I said, I was like, that's Dan. Dan, this is if you and I were being holding things for ransom. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought this was really fun. It's so dumb. Mm-hmm. I think that they write. It's all about stupid people being stupid in different yeah. ways. Um, mm-hmm. And everyone, no one is redeeming or redeemable. No, absolutely um, not. I did love Brad Pitt's character, though. I thought he was the perfect himbo. Oh, my God. He is... He is the definition of himbo. I loved it. I love a good himbo. I thought you would want to hear about the your shit. I loved it. I loved it. Incredible. I Um, loved it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I I think this is fun. I understand people criticize it because, like, you have no one to root for. Of course not. This is root for Brad Pitt. (laughs) This is elevated reality TV, basically, where you're watching stupid people fail um but it was still fun yeah oh absolutely yeah. and very well written Mm-hmm. i would agree um and the dude from succession popping up as the cia officer loved that david rash mm. Uh, mm. he's carl on succession and he's the exact same character hmm. i just love tilda swinton mm-hmm that's all I have to say about that. It's so strange seeing Tilda Swinton in a movie where she's the normal character. Yeah, I was kind of shook. I was like, oh, okay, Tilda. Right? Her character Work. is just a bitch. Just mean. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, she's not doing anything wacky. No, or... she's still, like, a normal, participating in unfortunately normal person activities. Unfortunately, normal person activities. Well, I don't want it to be normal. Cheating is bad. But unfortunately, it's a normal person activity. That's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into the plot. Let's let's bite into this. 
Let's ham ow. sandwich. Ooh. I'm ready. Welcome to our ASMR sandwich podcast. Mm, Here's I had a really me good sandwich the other day. Squirting the mayonnaise. Nope. That's enough of that. <laughs> that is enough of that. <laughs> uh, so CIA analyst Osborne Cox. Horrible name. Played Zero by out John, of ten on the name. John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. That is my John Malkovich impression. It's perfect. I will take no notes. It um, is perfect. No notes. Given. He, he is getting demoted at the CIA uh, from a high-level clearance espionage job to a low-level non-espionage desk job. He's basically getting, like, kicked upstairs. So mm-hmm. Desk work. Instead of accepting that, he angrily quits. Uh, and decides Drama. to write a memoir, as he calls it. Not the memoir. <laughs> uh, and when he tells his wife, Tilda Swinton, she files for divorce. Classic. Uh, and she keeps having an affair uh, with George Clooney. I mean. Right? Not, I like I said, cheating is bad. But let's all be honest, all of us would fuck George Clooney. Yes. Dan? 100%. Would you? Yes. And, like, George Clooney is super hot in everything that he's in. Oh, my God. He's never been ugly. And, like, he's especially hot in... in Because he's, like, this is the only time you see him in, like, regular person clothes. Mm-hmm, so you mm-hmm. see him in, like, a flannel and jeans. And you're like, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Devouring it. Who's this dropping their kid off at the soccer game? Oh. Mm. Okay, okay. You brought the orange slices? Can I take a bite? Ooh, that's not the only orange I'll be juicing tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I love George Clooney, and from what I understand, he's like a good person too, right? He's not like a... Yeah, I mean... I feel like I've never heard anything bad about him. I don't think so. He seems... He married like a very smart woman. He's a trophy husband. He is a trophy husband, and I think he's, he's good with that, which is perfect. Right? Mm-hmm. Our, He's so handsome. Until something comes out, our current unproblematic king. The handsome. Period. The, was he ever people's sexiest man alive? I'm. I was literally. I'm googling it right now. George. Oh wait. He was not. Ah uh, yes. Really? When? Ah. Uh, 1997. Ooh, when he was Batman. Yes. And 2006. Oh, okay, repeat king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know who's going to repeat after him? Who? Blake Shelton. Disgusting. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> Not allowed. Done. Um, anyway, her divorce lawyer tells her to copy his memoirs and other files uh financial files from the computer onto a CD, which obviously will not have anything to do um, with the plot of this movie. Mm. Just kidding. Uh, The lawyer's assistant copies it onto the CD, and then she leaves it on the floor at Hard Bodies. That name of the gym had me screaming, (laughs) kicking my legs, laughing. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) Uh, Do you know who works at Hard Bodies? Francis, Francis McDormand. Francis Ford Coppola. No. Yes. 
Francis McDormand, who wants a $70,000 worth of plastic surgery that Dear Jesus. her insurance will not pay for because it is she all elective. Wants- everything tucked and lifted and primped and cut and everything i was like girl damn you're gonna come out looking like a whole new person right also Mm -hmm. the way beauty standards change because she's complaining about how big of an ass she has i know i was like in 2023 you would want that surgery undone right Mm -hmm. put it all back in the ass I was at the gym the other day and someone said, are you trying to build glutes? And I said, yes, <laughs> unfortunately, it was a woman. So, okay, that's much she better. Was a I nice... picture a dude coming up and be like, you're trying to build glutes. If a man said that to me, I would throw up. Come do hip if bridges with me. a woman says me. it to me. I was doing hip bridges today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was doing hip bridges today. It's so much more awkward for a dude to do it. I don't know. I feel like I'm being sexualized in my own head by myself. It's, I mean, it's a weighted hump. So it is a weighted hump. It's a weighted hump. Thank you for saying it. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. It's what it is. Yeah. Um, I was doing one legged weighted humps. Ooh. Not a fan. Not fun. No, you don't like it. No, there are a lot of weightlifting exercises I don't like doing. Mm. Um. me too i did a leg workout the other day my legs hurt so bad i could barely go up the stairs to my bedroom Mm. for two days (laughs) anna what are you doing i'm crawling up the stairs (sighs) i was about to honestly um did you side note did you know that i'm looking at the sexiest man alive list right now and one of the Uh options was just sexiest pedro pascal what? Why wasn't the sexiest man alive then Pedro Pascal if they had a whole category for him, a very sexy man? I don't know. The options That's were Pedro Pascal with his dog, mm-hmm. Narcos Pedro, Last of Us Pedro, and Mandalorian Pedro. Narcos Pedro is kind of giving. Yeah, like the I dark would hair. absolutely go Narcos Pedro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why was it Patrick... I don't think he's that handsome. And I saw a video today that was like, look at Patrick Dempsey walking in this one scene of Grey's Anatomy. If you don't think he's sexy, you're going to have your mind changed. My mind was not changed. I'm glad you remembered his last name because I was first going, why is it Patrick Swayze? It's not Patrick Swayze. He was much hotter. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. I was like, why is it Patrick Bateman? That's not a real person. That's American Psycho. and he's a serial killer. Yeah. Also more sexy, though. Well, True. Right. Anyway, back to burn after reading. Uh, the other employee at Hard Bodies, Brad Pitt, playing <laughs> Chad Feldheimer. Oh my God, I love Chad <laughs> so much. He's so funny. I love him. He's my favorite character in the movie for mm-hmm. sure. And he falls right into the horrible, horrible trope of Anna's favorite characters always die. Spoiler alert. Die, not just die, die a brutal death. I screamed. I was so mad. I was like, are we, are you kidding me? We're back again to my faves dying. Whatever. Um, And Chad, he puts the CD in the computer and they believe it to be sensitive government information. Mm. 
and then they they figure out who it is. It's Osborne Cox's data. Um, so they're trying to devise a plan to get money from him for being good Samaritans and giving him back their data. Because they're like, well, we're not going to ask for money, but it's like a good Samaritan tax. He'll just give it to Dear us Lord. as a thanks. Oh. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. So they call him... <laughs> Call him on the phone after Chad bikes over. <laughs> Love it. And he's like, do you have anything else to drink but water? And he's like, I have tap water. And he's disgusted. Which can't relate. No, I'm a this big tap water fan. Filled with tap water. Instead, he's drinking orange juice from the bottle the rest of the scene. No. I only have orange juice in my fridge to use in my smoothies. If somebody wants to drink it raw, that's crazy to me. I will only have orange juice in a smoothie or like in a mimosa. I'm not. Yeah. I don't either. like orange juice. Neither. I'll drink it if I'm like dying of thirst and it's the only thing there. Sure. I guess. In, in um, a house where there's no tap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm being held at gunpoint. So he calls, yes. he calls Osborne and he says, in a dumb, deep voice, Osborne Cox, I thought you might be worried about don't the security know. of I don't your know why. shit. Why was he saying it like that? Oh we God. have your shit. Such an idiot. He's such a himbo. I He's love him. No information. It's a horrible attempt uh. to blackmail. Eventually... They agree to meet up in person, and Brad Pitt goes by Mr. Black. Of course. Because uh, it's all a game to him. Wearing a suit, he bikes over to meet him, locks Classic. his bike up, gets in the car with John Malkovich, um, and basically just gets reamed out by him. And I saw a clip going around on Twitter. Um, of one of Brad Pitt's line readings in the scene and he's where John Malkovich is yelling at him. He's like, you and that fucking Schwinn. And Brad Pitt just starts laughing and goes, you think that's a Schwinn? <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Incredible stuff. So they have the world's dumbest car chase also where <laughs> Linda yeah. drives her car into John Malkovich's. Mm-hmm. And then... They don't get any money, so they're like, well, let's try and sell this to the Russians. Oh, my God. This part was so dumb. <laughs> this is... It does so follow the thought process, though. No, like, it absolutely course. does. Like, if you're trying to sabotage the entire country, where else am I going to go, I guess? Not only that, if you're trying to get money, make True. sure the Russians will pay for info. This is also... 2008 when maybe mm -hmm. u.s and russian relations were at their best it's a great timing guys oh god uh, so they meet with an official who we later learn is a cia spy classic <laughs> he's their man on the inside so getting nothing classic giving uh, nothing and then john malkovich in his attempts to write his memoirs and dictate his memoirs to himself. I yes. I could never do that. I could never do no. a dictation. 
I was wondering about that today because I've been listening to um, a few autobiography audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could even read my own book after I wrote it because sometimes I even don't like reading back my thoughts. Like, I sound so dumb. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, if I have a journal or something, I don't want to read. I want. I need years removed before I go back and read that. Right? It also makes me laugh because, like I said, I was reading some autobiographies. People who are writing their own autobiography just write how they speak. They're not trained writers. Yes. And people will ride you out on a rail for that. Like, people were saying about the Britney Spears autobiography. I just listened to it. I thought it was really good. And, you know, well-written in her own voice. People were like, this was not well-written. I was like, oh, okay, so we're just hating on how people talk now. Yes. So he better make sure, Mr. Cox, that he does not write how he talks because people will come for your ass. A hundred percent. I There are, I will say, with autobiographies and memoirs and stuff, um, mm-hmm. I have a friend who is a professional ghostwriter. Ooh, that's kind of uh, so cool. So she would ghost write celebrity memoirs and stuff. And mm-hmm. she and other people who do their job are super talented at writing in people's voices. Yes. And that's what people say. They're like, oh, Brittany definitely had a ghost writer. Then I'm like, well, then the no ghost shit. writer. All of them have ghost yeah. writers. Then the ghost writer fucking wrote this perfectly in her voice. Yeah. It's incredible. Because it, it uh, just. Oh, that really pissed me off when I was reading the reviews and people were like, this doesn't sound like her. This She didn't write this. I was like, do you guys not get how autobiographies work? They're not written by <laughs> authors. Or do they, were they saying this is, doesn't sound like her because they listened to the audiobook and right. it literally it wasn't like her reading it? You're right. <laughs> I couldn't listen to her reading a whole book. No offense. I listened to her read the intro and she had such a gravelly voice. I wanted to rip my hair out. That's fair. Not the vibe. I'm listening to an audiobook of The Power Broker, uh, mm. a book about Robert Moses, New York City planner from the 30s to the 70s. Uh, oh. It's a 57 hour long audiobook. Absolutely not. And the guy who did this, he's definitely dead now. Because this is, like, okay. from the 70s. Mm-hmm. He's the smoothest voice. It's incredible. Ooh. After oh we're God. done recording, I'll play part of it for you. Please I listen to it while biking, and it is such a distinct difference between me, like, huffing up a hill and then <laughs> this guy in my ear going, like, so he purchased the waterfront land to build his yes. highway. Yes. I love that. I can't wait to hear it. I look forward uh, to it. So, back to the movie. Osborne gets kicked out, um, and his wife invites George Clooney to move in. <laughs> Jeez, Lord. And he is a serial dater who mm-hmm. meets up with people on a dating site. Linda has been having trouble on her dating site. She's not matching up with people with senses of humor. Yeah, I can see why that would be an issue. Like, when she took the one guy to the movies and he didn't even laugh a little bit, mm-hmm. that wouldn't sit well with me either. I'd be like, are you crazy? Like, do you not like fun? And then she goes on a date with George Clooney, who is everything that she could hope for, everything mm-hmm. that she could want. Another himbo. I love himbos. Right? I heart himbos. I was... 
during my volleyball game this week, mm-hmm. um, the uh, this team we were playing was like they're trying to move us back and forth on the court or something. And I was like, no, we're not. This team does not think well. We play off the court, maybe on the court. We're a bunch of dumb himbos just Period. smacking the ball. Period. It's got to be giving playing with the boys, or I don't want it. Yes, most. Okay, not most. There's one dude on my team who is jacked and always shirtless, and that is so playing with the boys. Oh, my God. That's himbo energy. (laughs) Playing playing with the the boys. boys. So uh, George Clooney moves on in, uh, and he's also dating Linda. And then Mm -hmm. Linda tells Chad to sneak into the house. Where it uh, all goes wrong. Where it all goes wrong to steal files from his computer. Um, also, in the basement of this house, George Clooney has built a special chair. <laughs> the scream I scrumped when he they has, revealed this chair. He has built the Ass Pounder 5000, basically. I, I, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought maybe there would be, like, a scary turn. Mm-hmm. I was scared, but not for the reasons I thought I would be. No, I also, you have to calibrate that really well. Because if you're rocking back and forth with the motion of the dildo going up and down, you got to get that right on the mark. Otherwise, you're just like punching thighs. (laughs) Ow! Oh my God! Or like butt? Like it hits? Oh my. One wrong calculation and you're going to not be feeling too hot for a while oops stinger um oh my owie zowie so harry george Clooney discovers brad pitt hiding in the closet uh wearing a stolen suit um and he opens the closet and brad pitt smiles the dumbest smile possible freaking himbo i don't know i don't even know it is an incredible screenshot it's beautiful and then george clooney shoots him and kills him um in the head that i screamed and thus completes the arc of if you're my favorite character your your fate is sealed (laughs) uh so because he has no identifying info george clooney thinks ah government agent i'm being tracked and that he disposes of his body somehow. Um, and then back at CIA headquarters, uh, we are introduced to J.K. Simmons as the CIA superior of them, who basically both times he shows up is saying, what the, what? What's happening? Why are they doing this? We don't know. Okay. I would also be very confused by dumb and dumber, honestly. Right? He seems like a very reasonable boss based on how he's reacting to all this news. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. He's not even freaking out. He's just like, okay, well, here we go, I guess. Um, And they don't want the FBI to look into it because they're rivals with the FBI. So they're like, just cover up his death, whatever. I'm like, hell yeah, go CIA, go. Oh, God. This is why I love America. An eagle cod, as they said that. (laughs) So then George Clooney is getting trailed by someone. um, And he thinks he's a CIA agent, so he is paranoid. Um, Also, 
Cox is being trailed by someone at a bar. Uh, he gets served divorce papers. That part had me screaming, Dan. Right? Is that what it's like in real life, do we think? When you they're do like need to physically be there, hand it to him, and say you've been served. I hate the part where you have to say you've been served. That feels like such a slap. But the part right. where he was like pretending to be his little friend. Right? Yeah. Oh my I screamed. I screamed, Dan. I had secondhand embarrassment. I love that. Why did oh, it have to so be so slick. public too though? A lot of the times it has to be in public because people, if they don't want to be served, will like purposely hide. But then like people who will who serve documents, depending on how they do it or who they get hired by, will like tail them or like be in a grocery store, bump into them and be like, <gasps> hey, could you hold this for a second? You've been served. And then <gasps> walk away. Oh, that's like being punked. Right? Dan. And then Zach Braff comes by and yells at children. No. Can you imagine, <laughs> side note, being the person who serves papers? like A process server? Yeah. Terrifying. I'm like, you're going to shoot me. Stressed. Like, I don't want to come across a person who's, like, getting divorced from who's a mean person. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. I'd anyway. be like, you've been served, and then just sprint away. Literally. Oh. Scary. Or I'd have it be like a weird role play thing where I'm always a waiter. And oh. like I hand them their meal and under the plate are the forms that I need to give them. and be like, ah, here you go. You've been served. And then I'd quit that restaurant and go to a different one. Yes. With different mustaches every time. Absolutely. Yes. I'd do a Hitler mustache once and it would not go oh. over well. Oh, no. Was it, when I've run out of other mustaches to do and I have to do that, I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm not Michael yes, Jordan in a Haynes commercial. He's the only other person who's ever pulled that off. Oh, my God. Um, so Harry also beats up the process server. Who's the dude from the big bang theory. Uh, Truly my nightmare. I would be afraid that I too would get beaten up for being in the big bang theory. Well, maybe <laughs> Bazinga. So mm. George Clooney, he meets up with Linda, um, and she is distressed over his disappearance. And he's like, I'll help you find him. Bitch, you killed him. Yeah, literally. I was like, I know you don't know, but maybe you know. <laughs> uh, so Frances McDormand goes back to the embassy. Uh, and she's like, ah, the Russians took him. I know it. I know what you did. And they're like, no. <laughs> we what? don't want your himbo friend. Also, the CD you gave us is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> There's no info that we could use on here. So she turns to the only person that she has left, her unrequited lover from Hard Bodies, the manager Ted, the saddest man in the movie. He is heartbreaking. He's so He's real. Like, well, he used to be a priest, and I'm like, what happened? Right? For... Yeah, what happens that causes you to leave the priesthood and become... The manager at a hard bodies. <laughs> That'll never not be funny to me. I'm so sorry. Like, that's such a stereotypical, like, gym name. Right. I love it. Come they to Abflex. 
<laughs> God, those are the exact kind of gyms I would never go to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's like, okay, I'll sneak into the house and get more files. Um, and then Linda tells Harry where her manager has, or Chad went before he disappeared. And he's like, oh shit, I shot him. And then he looks around and he thinks he's being tailed by all the other people who are in the park when they are just people in the park and they're in Washington, D.C. So that's why everyone looks that way. Literally. So he gets super paranoid and he thinks that Linda is a spy, so he runs. Um, (laughs) And then John Malkovich popping back up uh, in a fit of rage after his the locks have been changed at his house. Oh, Uh, my God. He breaks into the house with a hatchet, Mm. gathers up all the liquor he wants, (laughs) goes into the basement, finds Ted, the manager, down there, Mm -hmm. shoots him in the arm or the shoulder. That part made me sad. That part honestly made me sad because Ted deserved better, honestly, because he clearly was just down bad for Linda. A hundred percent. Yeah. And then he runs outside... And Cox beats him to death with a hatchet. Yeah. Anyway, back at the... My boy deserved better. My boy (laughs) deserved better. Uh, And then we basically get the postscript of the movie, which is the two Mm -hmm. CIA agents talking to each other. Uh, He tells them everything that's happened. Um, A CIA officer saw him attack... Ted, who isn't dead, he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, no, Cox is in a coma. He got shot. Ted is dead. He was beaten to oh. death with a hatchet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, George Clooney tried to flee to Venezuela, uh, mm-hmm. and the CIA agent is like, I can't imagine why he would go to Venezuela. And J.K. Simmons is like, we don't have an extradition treaty with them, you idiot. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, he's such a he's he's a high level himbo, honestly. Yeah, everyone in this movie is a bunch of himbos. Mm-hmm. My dream. Uh, and they have him detained at the airport, and the director's like, "Nah, let him go. Whatever. It'll be easier just to let him go." <laughs> uh, and then Linda has been arrested, but will keep quiet if they pay for her plastic surgery. <laughs> Linda. And the director's like, "What the fuck? Sure, I guess." That part was good. That part made me laugh. And that's the end of the movie. That's Burn After Reading. Oh, chaos all around. Chaos. Very fun. Yeah. Just a, just a fun, well-written, quick... It's a 90-minute movie. Mm-hmm. We you, love a tight 90. Right? You roll mm-hmm. on through... Merrily, we roll along. Oh, okay, Sondheim. Everyone, it's grounded in reality but everyone is so stupid i think that's why i like coen brother films they're grounded in reality but everyone's stupid and makes stupid mistakes yeah and they're all very real stupid mistakes yeah like you could see sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say real stupid mistakes like let's go hide in the knife shed no like these are things i could see if a real person tried to without thinking through what they were doing do Mm -hmm. just like in the last movie the criminals were stupid but like in a real way there was only one real criminal at the end of it 
Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, the in interviews when they wrote the movie, they said um, that the idiocy was a major theme of the movie. Amazing. They George Clooney and Brad Pitt's characters were dueling idiots. Love it. We love dueling idiots. And Brad Pitt said that they said they had handwritten the part for me, which I'm not sure if I should be flattered or insulted. I think they wanted somebody beautiful to play this incredibly stupid character. (laughs) And he said when he was shown the script, he said he didn't know how to play the part because the character was such an idiot. And then there was a pause. And then Joel goes, you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's a dig. That's a dig. That's funny. Um, Richard Jenkins, who plays the manager at the hard bodies mm-hmm. uh the cobra is asked if he could lose weight for his role and he said i'm a 60 year old man my body is not going to change that's pretty fair that's pretty fair uh, i do have other trivia about this too not much but um, i'm ready the machine that george clooney mm-hmm. builds was inspired by Two things. One, a machine that he saw a key grip on a movie build. What the hell kind of movie are you working on? What the fuck? <laughs> and another one Excuse me. that he saw in the Museum of Sex. Okay, yeah. That a makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that George, place is bonkers. I could go there. I'm going to New York soon. <gasps> it could be an adventure. It could be the time. Yes. Is it near me? Uh, maybe um george clooney it was his idea to have his character wear a gold chain i thought it was sexy it would make him look ordinary and a bit old-fashioned was his i thought it was sexy good to know i have it's on record that i find gold chains sexy yeah yeah but like the the simple one like i don't Mm -hmm. want like the yeah i know what i'm getting gauge for christmas I would. It could be a fun time. Uh, Tilda Swinton modeled her hairdo after Edna Krabappel from The Simpsons. The, the Simpsons? Teacher. I can see it. The yeah. second you started saying it, I pictured it. Um, this was the first Coen Brothers movie since Miller's Crossing, where Roger Deakins was not the cinematographer. Mm. Uh, instead of Roger Deakins. The cinematographer was Emmanuel Lubezki. Slay Emmanuel. Uh, he was the cinematographer. He is a multiple Academy Award winning cinematographer. Good for him. He has won three times. To- he won three years in a row. Slay Emmanuel. For Gravity, the Sandra Bullock George space Clo- movie, and George mm-hmm. Clooney. Uh, Birdman. <laughs> hitting the drums i'm hitting <laughs> the drums the revenant that's a one wheel polter movie i can't see my husband i'm sorry i just cannot do it it's a great movie i love it too boring ah uh, he was also the cinematographer for amsterdam that movie sucked mm. that's really all the trivia i have um there's not a lot there's no sequel that doesn't need one no what would it be? They're all dead. George Clooney of Venezuela? Burn. Literally. Um, Tilda didn't die, did she? 
No, she didn't. She turned out fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clooney's wife didn't die either. She's just. Oh yeah, she with was Dermot off of Mulroney. Her new husband. Mm-hmm. Or her new boyfriend, I mean. The actor Dermot Mulroney. Mm. Real person. Um, yeah, that is it. Do you have anything else to add about it? No, I liked it. I definitely think I liked Fargo more, but I did like it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so that makes me ask, would this movie be better or worse or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as your himbo king, Chad? Worse. I think Brad Pitt was the one for this. Like, mm-hmm. he just fit in so I can see him as a hard bodies employee. Yes. He looks like he just worked out there a lot and they offered him a job. Yeah, like, like he was They're just, like, you're here all the time anyway. <laughs> like, you want to you wanna work here? Sure. Can when I ride was, my bike? I love him. I love him so much in this role. I think it's my favorite Brad Pitt role I've ever seen. Um, I see no place for Jimmy Stewart in this either. He has too much of a good image. Not as the manager of the hard bodies. Oh, he's not that. Okay, if Jimmy Stewart was the manager of the hard bodies, I would absolutely not believe him being a sad sack. True. Fair. Cutie patootie? No way. Um, but on a scale of one to five hard bodies, what do you give it? I give it mm, three and a half hard bodies. It was a good movie, just not my favorite one we've watched of this trilogy so far. Absolutely. Um, I give it a four. Same thing. Okay. Liked it. Not as much as Fargo, but mm-hmm. fun time. Okay. Uh, hard bodies. Hard bodies. Forever, kids. Be worried about the security of your shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my ideal coworker friendship, though, is like doing <laughs> dumb shit together, like just being friends. Um, but that is it for this week's episode of In Conclusion. Next week, we will be back with a real shift in mood mm-hmm. uh, with Inside Lewin Davis. Mm-hmm. Much more depressing movie than this. Cannot wait to cry. Right. Um, also, happy Thanksgiving. This is coming out around Thanksgiving, so happy Gobble, gobble. Gobble me and, you know what? Swallow me. <laughs> gobble me, swallow me. They're talking about gravy. Uh, Absolutely. If you want to support In Conclusion, you can find us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, at and In Conclusion, on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast, patreon.com slash In Conclusion. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at DanOkeefe86 and at TikTok at NotDanOkeefe. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at AnonymousPrimate18, or you can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at AutobotsRollOut, capital over auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll in the O and roll in the O and out our zeros. Or you can follow Jester on Instagram at JesterThePup1017. She was a very good nurse last weekend, and she's very cute. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Do it. Follow her. Thank you. Uh, yes, we'll be back next week with Inside Lewin Davis. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye. Bye. So I just kind of got lost in the sauce. Podcast.